Welcome to season three of Bend the Podcast. Conversations to spark creativity, challenge beliefs, and disrupt what it means to be well. I'm Lillian. And I'm Deb. This season, we have some former guests sitting in the co-host chair. They're going to help expand our perspectives. Listen for some familiar voices. Our podcast is recorded on the unsurrendered and traditional territories of the Algonquin Anishinaabe people. We're really happy you're here today. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, everyone, and welcome to season three of Ben the Podcast. We're really happy that you're joining the conversation. And we're happy to be launching season three today with Bobby McDougall. We're really happy that you're here today, Bobby. Bobby is a certified mindfulness coach. She's a yoga teacher. She's a four legged fur mom. She's a wife. She's working here in Lanark County. And we're really happy to have you here today, Bobby. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, we were saying off mic that our, our season openers, the last two rounds have been with men, and we're really excited to launch season three with, with a female entrepreneur like yourself. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, power self and yeah. woman empowerment. So this is, uh, yeah, zero pressure. <laughs> zero pressure. Perfect um, yeah, perfect fit. I know I introduced you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I am a certified mindfulness coach and I help women find honor and listen to their inner voice of authenticity. And that's through greater consciousness, getting to learn um, your triggers, going through a little bit of um, if there's any little bit of trauma in there. Um, and when I say that, I say it, um, I think that we probably could go into later, like the difference between um, therapy and coaching mm-hmm. and Um, so when I say everyone has trauma, so to walk around and say, you know, we don't. So I always say triggers and traumas because we all have them. It's just what level of trauma that I can work with. Um, and with that, and as a result of dropping into that great consciousness, um, finding more contentment in your life, um, women feel more powered, empowered, and they feel more present in their bodies. Um, and they land and choose and are able to take action from a place based in abundance and love versus lack and fear and anxiety. And we work over time, um, to figure out what that is for the individual. Hmm. Wow. Everything about that sounds nourishing and empowering and really um, necessary, especially any, especially for women, but right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah we're the finding just, just finding a place to that is safe and supportive in your body is so different on so many levels for people. And right now that can be so little and that can be so much. Uh, over the last two years, we've had to discover and really rediscover what our tools are on a daily basis, really, because everything has been changing at such a rapid rate. And I just feel that like our nervous systems haven't had a time to regulate. Like there hasn't been a time to downregulate. So it's how can I find space in my day or make space in my day um, to, to downregulate my nervous system and find tools that work for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're living, the context in which we are living in is highly dysregulated, right? It's, it's up and down, it's um, polarized, it's just, um, yeah, there's a lot of stress out in society. Mm-hmm. So to be able to learn how to do that, yeah, that's that's significant. 
That, it reminds me of last season we had uh, a friend, Laura Wilcox, on. And, and when we talked about wellness with her, she said to her, wellness was finding home within herself. Um, and I, that made me think of that when you said finding a space that is safe, being supported in your own body, right? Like there's so much going on around us. Being able to create that space within ourselves uh, is so important. Mm-hmm. Bobby, sounds like really significant work you're doing. And I imagine your, your training in yoga as well really fits into that. So tell us a little bit about this certified mindfulness. Tell us about your certification and how, what you've learned and how, how you're able to do this work. Cause it's, it's complex work. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I took a course and it is the, it's certified by the ICF. So it's called the Mind Rebel Program. And uh, Taryn Watts is the founder of the Mind Rebel Program. And it's certified by the ICF. And the ICF is the International Coaching Federation. And it's right, it's a regulated um, federation. So you have to go in and do a course. I think my course was, oh my gosh, I don't even remember anymore. I know I started, there was three different steps to my course. So one was the practitioner program. And that's just for anybody. That's for anyone who just wants to learn um, their methodology. And then I was um, able to take a business portion, which is step three. So I did step one and three because it's like, ah, I don't want to be a coach. Like I don't see myself being a coach. Haley um, Bose, who owns Aruma, who was my uh, business partner. Um, she was always pushing me and guiding me towards this work. And I was like, ah, there's no way I'm a huge empath. There's no way that I'd be able to hold one-on-one space. I can do it in a group, but the one-on-one, no way. So I took step one and three and then fell in love with step one of the practitioner program. And I said, what the hell? I'm just going to do the coach. I'm just going to do it. And so then I did step one and three, one ended and I was doing two and three, three ended and two began. So I was taking, I took it from September and I just graduated in. Mm. Uh, so Congratulations. It was a, oh, thank you so That's much. A big deal. It was a huge deal. It was, um, I was mostly, it was bi-weekly for me because I was taking them all at the same time time and it was just so expansive for me and it took like my yoga training and the my own philosophies and the way that I like kind of pull from different methodologies and traditions and just put words to um words to the way that this work can be translated to the regular folk. And, um, and when I say regular folk, just people who aren't doing that self-examined work, it can be digestible for people. And um, yeah, the methodology, the mind roll methodology is so beautiful. I've worked with the, many clients um, with it and I've taught, or sorry, I've taught, that's my yoga coming out. <laughs> I've coached over a um, hundred hours now. So wow. When you teach or when you coach over a hundred hours, you're able to apply um, to be certified. And then, so the first part of the certification is um, ACC and PCC is the second, and I've been trained at a PCC level um, and I'll be able to, to um, be able to apply to do my ACC exam. And once I pass, then I'll be a certified um, regular coach or regulated coach through the ICF program. Wow. That's, that's a big commitment. And, and yeah, a lot. There's a lot to it. There's so much to it. Yeah. yeah, and I totally get what you're saying. As when you say I'm an empath, I don't think I can do this work. Uh, I think Deb and I can both re- mm-hmm. relate to that. Um, it's intimidating. Not int- intimidating is not the right word. It's uh, 
daunting to think about holding space for people when you're such an empath yourself. That takes a lot of strength and a lot of work. Um, but at the same time, it feels right too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think really like as an empath, like, and I know that's such a buzzy word. It's kind of gross when I, even when I say it, I'm like, oh, like <laughs> you are actually one, <laughs> like, you know, and so we'll just throw it around. <laughs> like It's like, oh, just like regular talk. It's like the work that I have to do on myself behind the scenes to be able to sit one-on-one with a client or even one-on-one with a friend or one-on-one with, I don't know, people in the grocery store, like, mm-hmm. Whatever interaction it is, I have to have such clear boundaries of, and, and I have to take, and now I, even the self-care stuff, it's, it's self-awareness and, and the stuff that I have to do behind the scenes. And not that I have to do, I get to do those things because it is a privilege to take care of yourself. Um, the things that I get to do are so big. And if people saw what I have to do or get to do before going out into the real world or, like holding giant space for someone who is pouring their heart and, and needing you to hold a supportive space for them. You better be doing your work is all I have to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And I think as you speak, I'm thinking what a gift it is for your clients that you are an empath. You know, there's, there's such a, a beauty to that as well, despite the work that it takes behind the scenes to show up in that way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what choice do you have, right? That's yeah. that's how you perceive the world and interact with people and their stuff. But I think that's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And to also kind of like a practice what you preach kind of thing, right? Like I imagine a lot of the work you're doing is encouraging people to um, take care of themselves in many different ways. And we can't, you know, we have to be doing that ourselves in order to be able to effectively do that with other people too, right? Yeah. yeah especially for women. Yeah. What, can you dig in? Can you tell us, give us an example? I mean, you're not going to tell us anything specific, but what, what are the kinds of things you work on with women? It's, is it just women you work with or do you work with men too? I've never had the opportunity to work with a male. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I just say that I work with women because that's what I've worked with. I think it would be so interesting and fascinating to, um, work with another, um, sex would just be really, really cool. So mm-hmm. I'm like open to that universe. Yeah. Hear me yeah, yeah. Um, what do I work on with women? Like anything and everything. I think people think coaching is like you come in and I tell you how to live your life. And that is so far beyond what I do. Like, it's not even close to what I do. Mm-hmm. And how can somebody tell someone else how to live their life? Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, not, Okay. And that's the difference between regulated certified coaching and everyone else. <laughs> like sorry, said it like, because there, there are ways in which a, a regulated coach could and should work in my opinion. And for myself, topics that are brought up in the sandbox, as we like to call it is up to the client. And when they come in, I've worked with clients on body image. I've worked on clients finding better routines in their life. I've worked with clients on um, rituals. I've worked uh, with clients on having better relationships with people. Um, I've worked on like so many different things, like it's endless. And they come in and we 
figure out a topic and why it's important to the to dive in on that topic. And we also figure out what result they would like after our session. What do they want? And that can be just like clarity. That could be like a three-step program that could be like whatever it is. So I like to work on it with clients one-on-one, um, sorry, one-offs, like just coming in and chatting. I also work with clients, like they can buy three or six package programs. And that's like, just to get more deeper into what it is that they want. So all that coaching is, is starting where you're at and figuring out where you want to go and closing that gap. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very helpful, especially as you say, when people just don't know, maybe don't know where to start or they're dysregulated or there's something that they can't quite name just to have somebody to facilitate not only a conversation, but a plan, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Last season, when we met with a birth doula, you know, we were, we were so fascinated in the work that she did. And I said, are there, are there people doing this for people not having babies? And she said, yeah, they're life coaches <laughs> pretty much. And, you know, we were fascinated by just being, um, the glue, I think she said that holds things together sometimes for people. Right. And I, I, I kind of, I'm thinking back to that conversation as we speak to you, the glue that's maybe holding a certain space together for people at times. Some people need more accountability than others. So if you're, if that, that is what you need, I can be that for you and accountability, but, um, I love, I'm very visual. So you'll see me kind of like go and grab things or ideas or pictures and I like to visualize like people literally unplugging from me like I want you to know that you have all the answers within yourself but understand how to get to them Mm -hmm. and so when I say hold you accountable like I can if if that's what you need from me I can go back and ask you you know, how did the three-step program go? How did your breath work go? How, you know, do you want to elaborate on that? But knowing that like when we're done our session, you have the ability to unplug from me and plug into yourself Mm. and go from there. And anytime you need that, it's, you don't have to look outside of yourself. Like it's in you and I'm available with my clients through like programs like Voxer, which is kind of like walkie talkie. And it's just very interesting because I leave those on the table as part of my packages. And it's very rare that people need me for things, which Mm. is just like, it's really beautiful because it's like, I know that that work is, is working (laughs) for like a better lack of terms. Right. Because they know that before they reach outside of themselves, they can go, okay, whoa, stop, breathe. What is going on? How can I feel this? What do I need in this moment before reaching out and being like, help. So that's, that just is like says, and really speaks for itself on, uh, you know, the work that, that I get the privilege to do. Mm. I love that visual, like the plug in to yourself. I love, love that it. too. Yeah. Cause that also helps get you out of the head and into the body, right? There's actually, I'm, I'm very visual too. And I, I love that. That's, that's powerful, Bobby. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm sure it is for clients too, to know that, um, cause sometimes, you know, when, when we're struggling, you know, regardless of the source of that struggle, it feels like there's something holding power over us. And to know that we can actually reclaim some of that, even a tiny bit, that's, yeah, that's really helpful for people, at least in my experience and, and personally, for sure. Um, 
I want to talk a little bit before we get to the coaching versus therapy, because I think that's an important conversation. I want to talk a little bit about a, that idea of getting into the body because people listening come from all walks of life. They're at all different points and they may think, what the hell? What is that? What is that? And I know I spent a lot of time cognitively perceiving the world and I work really hard at getting into my body. So I know what you're talking about, but tell the world, tell, tell our listeners what that actually means. Hey, this is juicy. Um, where do I start? I guess really like I'm going to generalize a lot here. Um, and I think a lot of us live in our head mostly. Mm. And it's the idea of embodiment is literally getting in your body. <laughs> so people are like, Oh, I'm so grounded and I'm so embodied. And it's like, are you though? Like, are you like, how often do you drop down from your neck down? So when I say that, it's really like, how can you make space or take space to pause and go, what is racing through my mind? What is on my mind? What is taking up space in my mind? And then being able to pause because the pause is where the integration, it's like you have the information, now it's time to stop and drop it into the integration part. And that is the hardest part because people don't want to actually stop and feel. And I think that's where therapy comes in. And I think that's where psychotherapy comes in and really coaching as well, because that is what we're here to do is to like figure out what is taking up so much space, letting it digest, come down and integrate it into the body, deal with, sit with, work through our own emotions in our body, which can be really fucking scary. And I'm mm -hmm. dropping that bomb because it's that big. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the work is done is in the feel it part. And the feel it part is where like a lot of the time we think we can go alone. Mm -hmm. And that is where we need to co-create with support outside of ourselves to feel it a lot of the time, because it can just be so big. Mm -hmm. Then from that place, once you're able to process the feelings, process it all, really be, you know, figure out, is this for me to hold on to? Is this for me to release? And then we move to like the shifted part. So that shifted part can be, you know, ceremony. It can be a run outside. It could be a yoga class. It could be meditation. It could be whatever it is, but people go from the name it part, like in their head to the shift it. And that's like an addicting cycle. Like for my, in my opinion, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm feeling stressed. So I'm going to go run or I'm going to go. And it's like, ah, like, that's like, okay, fine. But then the shit is still there. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, sometimes it's even more because like you've activated your nervous system into fight, flight, or freeze, which it's already there. Mm -hmm. So I think learning how to like information integration and the transformation of being able to be in your body is where shifts and healing and just really those like aha moments can happen for yourself when you're able to um, make space in your life to feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's like my long story long is how I like get in your body. So that's, I think that's really it. I think I just, I, the last thing I want to say is that for myself, like 
as an embodied individual, I think that like, I do do a lot of my work and I do use coaches and I do therapy and I do all the things, but I do have access to that. I just want people to know who are listening that like, this isn't like fancy. It doesn't have to be like money and throwing money. Like it's like you could, there's so many resources online. Um, there are so many people willing, um, to help and, there's so many um, tools at your fingertips and like, that's as far as it has to go because you're still in your body. <laughs> like It's like, mm-hmm. this is it. It doesn't have to be all outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that I really want to make sure it's not all like lottie on fancy. It's like really messy and, um, and yeah, it needs to be, people need to be reminded that it can be accessible to people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, thanks for that. That's important. Yeah, so much, so much there. And you know, um, for for many years, I used to think that just exercise or intense exercise, or going for that run, or was going to help with the stress, right? And in the short term, maybe it did, but it was just the last couple of years that I, that I realized that actually activates my nervous system as much, right? And that's huge. And I don't think the fitness industry or even the health mm-hmm. industry tells us that. Mm-hmm you know, that, that, that might help, might help with your heart health in, in terms of that stress, but it actually might be more harmful in some ways, in some moments for some individuals. Right. And like, we're, we're not those so-called amusing, like bunny ears here, negative emotions. Cause I don't believe there's such a thing as a negative emotion, but the things we might think of as negative, like anger or being mad or sadness, like we're not taught to sit with those in a positive way. Right we're usually taught to be reactive sometimes to them or push them down, push them away and not let ourselves fully experience them. And, and then, like you said, they get stuck and they get stuck in our body. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we don't process them, that's when we end up with like a lifetime of, of, of illness, right. And mental illness, physical illness, stress, whatever it might be, we have to develop an awareness and a way to process those. And then release them. Right. The one thing that I loved about the mind rebel program is that, you know, people use this, like the only way out is through. Right. And that's not from the mind rebel. That's just like, you know, thrown around as well, like a very like cliche, I don't know, not thing to say, but it's thrown around needless to say. And really it's like when I really love this visual that they gave in the mind rebel program, and it's like the full range of your emotions. So like, say joy is on this, like the high, high part of it. And the lowest is fear, anxiety. And so then you're able to look at the scale and be like, where am I at right now? Right? Like how is like, sometimes it just feels like, like when you're in the low emotions, it's like, I'm never getting out of this. And like, mm-hmm. so it's like, but what's under it. Right. And that's the work that I do. So it's like, if you can name, okay, I'm feeling angry right now. This is like the work that I do with clients. It's like, can you name what's underneath that? Can you go deeper underneath that? And over the time, we're able to drop into those feelings and, and realize that they're just feelings. They're not the full version of ourselves and knowing that, okay, this is where I'm at on this scale. What do I need in this moment? How can I serve that emotion that's going on in my body without trying to wash it away, without trying to meditate it away, without trying to running it away? What is here for me? Mm. Pausing, sitting. And then once you're able to see it, 
and sit with it. Maybe you, you can't fully shift it out of the body, but there's pieces of it that you can shift. And then you're able to walk back towards this level of, for me, my baseline is contentment. Middle ground for me is contentment, not this low, low or these high highs, this always coming back, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to contentment. And then from there, you know, how can I seek more joy in my life? How can I seek more peace in my life and going towards the higher emotion as long as they're regulated? Because joy can be fleeting and peace can be fleeting. And then we feel graspy and grippy on those as well. How can like figuring out what is your baseline and finding out when you move into the lower range of emotion and when you're moving into the high highs as well. And that's one of my favorite tools from mm -hmm. what I learned. And I love working with this on with clients as well. Mm -hmm. Because that takes some of the power away from those, you know, those emotions we feel are hard to manage, but it also, um, it, it reinforces the idea that certainly society doesn't reinforce that we're not meant to be in one spot all the time. Sometimes we are meant to be sad in response mm -hmm. to certain things or, you know, anger can be really productive and we should be angry about certain things. That's how, you know, lots of social change has happened in this world. And, nice. and sometimes, especially women aren't okay with some of those emotions, right? I can't be sad because I have to be there for whomever I'm caregiving for or supporting. And I can't be angry because I'll be perceived in a certain way. And I think what you mm -hmm. just said kind of, allows beautiful space for people to discover yeah that whole range of who they can be mm, absolutely yeah, oh, and a permission slip right mm. for yourself being like how can you give yourself permission to be really fucking angry right now there is a lot of shit to be angry about right now mm. and like if you're walking around being like I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's like, whoa, like what you like must be bottling up. Right. And just knowing that like, there are ways to move through your anger, but it is allowed. It is allowed to be there. Mm -hmm. And just like, I know what happens in your body when you hold that anger and the, the tightness in your chest and like, like creating physical ailments in your body from holding it, right? Like squeezing it. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it will literally squeeze you to death. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it'll squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And until you don't have a voice anymore, until you're so angry that you don't even know you're angry anymore. You're so sad that you don't feel that there's any hope for you, like whatever it is. So how can you use your tools, use yourself, and then able to shift or lean on support, like lean on support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really it with the, I love the full scale. Like I really, I think it's really important to know it exists and that we're allowed to feel the full range. Mm -hmm. Really important. Yeah. That emotional literacy piece or emotional intelligence. Yeah. I find that's often people can't recognize, they can recognize maybe two emotions often, but when you when you ask where where do you feel that in your body and including myself sometimes you know when I've done work they'll say to me well, where are you feeling that and I think I'm so disconnected mm -hmm. right now I have no idea what what does that question even mean right and so mm -hmm. I think that's really important and an important question to continually come back to yeah yeah oh um so many so many interesting pieces yeah. here hey Lillian I'm interested also Bobby in the yoga piece, in terms of how your training in yoga informs the work you do. I, I mean, it sounds like it really does. Tell us about that. Oh, where do I start on this? 
Um, I think really, as I discovered my own practice and I, as I discovered what even yoga was for me um, and what I really wanted to teach because there's such a vast world of, of yoga and, you know, figuring out like what traditions I want to borrow, what, who I want to be learning from. Um, yeah, it's been, it's really has ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, right now, currently I, I haven't taught yoga in probably since the pandemic. Like I try to do the online stuff. It's, it's really difficult. Like I need to see bodies and I need to like feed off of bodies to cue emotion and that kind of thing. It's very difficult. And any shout out to anyone who has taught any type of movement, anything online during this pandemic, the shit that goes on behind the scenes is next level. Like the cameras and the, the, the lights and the sound and the, it's wild. Mm -hmm. It's wild. So like shout out to all movement practitioners of the world, like <laughs> angels and please thank your local movement teacher, please, because it's wild. We did it at Aruma for probably two or three months. Like there was someone sending out the, the emails behind the scenes, literally someone sitting in me with me while I was teaching live. Like it was wild that aside. Um, I think what has like really informed the way that I've pulled in what I've learned is I really believe like our bodies hold our stories and I would teach that a lot. So like your hips hold this and your heart holds that and your throat holds this. And that I think was like projected me towards this kind of work as well. So I think movement is such an is movement is a privilege like I have dealt with back injuries for years um and it's like I'm at a place now where like I actually like every day that I get to move and I do a lot of aqua fit so swimming and I go to the gym and I do yoga and I'm like whoa like what a gift it is to feel and be able to move your body without pain like mm -hmm. that has been pain has been such a lesson for me mm -hmm. and um yeah I think just like the borrowed traditions um kind of undoing some of the stuff that like has been pretty gross in the yoga industry just like very whitewashed um I think also yeah, the stuff about the body breath work and how it is literally can help change um, everything, <laughs> like mm -hmm. everything, um, movement and how it's such a privilege in people's bodies and knowing that like yoga doesn't have to be for like the most bendiest and flexiest smaller bodies. Like I'm a 200 pound plus woman who can like move and flow and take up space in this world in a yoga class. And I think that that is so powerful and to remind everybody that like, if you are willing and able that like there is accessible yoga for you. And I hope that you never stop searching for a teacher who reminds you of that every day, yeah. every time you take a class. Um, yeah, I think that's really what's kind of spun me and been a part of this um, transition into coaching as well, because I think it's really like, like it's kind of a part of it. And I like to answer this with like pretty straightforwardly, like when I start my coaching sessions, it's like, how do you want to start your session? People are like, I want to do breath work. Can you guide me into a body scan? Can you, can we stretch? 
Can you pull Oracle cards? Can you like, it's so cool because I get to do that stuff through coaching as well. So it's, it's, it's all one. Like I feel like it's really blended so beautifully together and it's, it blows my own mind. Like when I get to talk about it, I'm like, it's so my, your plan is so much bigger than you. And you think you have like control over what your plan and your steps are. And it's like, it's just really big. It's really cool. I'm really, really blessed and thankful. Mm, so complimentary, you know, and as you say, they're so integrated, mm-hmm. it's almost hard to tease them out because they're, yeah, both of those mm-hmm. offerings. And just uh, from experience, taking a couple of your yoga classes, I've never been to a yoga class, Bobby, where the teacher starts by saying, what are people feeling in their bodies right now? What do we need to do? You know, normally the teacher kind of says, hey, this is what we are. They don't even say they just start. And I know it was a long time ago, but I, I that those words have stuck with me. That was really important. I yeah. So I'm sure that bringing that into the coaching and starting with that kind of offering that just is so person centered. Right. So beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for saying that, Deb. That makes me really emotional. It makes me miss. Um, it makes me miss being in with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it just, you just don't know what people absorb and like mm-hmm. with them through their journey mm-hmm. and their quest of self-discovery. And like those, like just hearing that Deb is really, uh, yeah, makes my heart flutter, makes my tear, my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I hadn't thought about it until as we were talking, you know, I prepare for these podcasts and I think about things I want to talk about. And I, that just came to me just in my whole body. So that was completely genuine. Thank you. Thanks. Did you have something? It looked like you were leaning in. No, I don't no? think okay. so. I don't want to. I was just, no, balance yeah, yeah, always, yeah. Right? No, and I was just thinking too, like when we were talking about um, experiencing the emotion, but also releasing the emotion too, and how yoga has been a movement in general has been really helpful for me personally. I know a lot of people in actually moving those emotions, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's just such a perfect Marriage. Yeah, marriage. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Bobby, tell us about the difference between coaching and therapy. Because I think as we're talking, people probably have those questions and you named it earlier. And that was certainly on my list of things to ask, because I think people have misunderstandings about those two. Yeah, it's really, I think in a nutshell, to keep it really straightforward is that Coaching is forward projection and therapy, psychotherapy, psychology is really based on like, it's going back, right? And digging through, figuring out what makes you, you now based on past and coaches have the, like, of course, we're not just like, let's all move forward. (laughs) Like, it's just, that's so, and maybe some do, it's just not my style. Um, but knowing that you have the ability that like, there are going to be some things from the past that come up, but as long as we don't like, um, poke a finger into the wound, you know, and, and, and start to trigger old things that we are not certified to, to go into really. And I think that's just like to keep it really like straightforward. I think that's really it. And I think what's next on my list for training is a trauma-informed coaching certificate. Um, I think it's just like, it's responsible. I think that it's part of it. Um, And yeah, they're just knowing that that stuff is going to come up and not being afraid of it. Um, I think like as a new coach, I was like, Oh God, like what if somebody comes at me and you know, it's like, but then it's my responsibility as a coach to know what is in my sandbox and what's outside of my sandbox and to have a beautiful 
book full of practitioners who can, who I can refer out to Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's okay, that if stuff comes up that I'm not comfortable or certified or able to help the person with, then there's, it's nothing like, there's nothing wrong with me as a coach. And there's nothing wrong with admitting like, Hey, this is what I can help with. This is what I cannot. Like I've said to clients where stuff has come up about marriages and things like that. Like I'm not a marriage counselor. You know, like, it's just not my realm. I can deal with the way that you want to feel or empower you the way that you want to feel in your relationship or whatever it is, but I'm not a marriage counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, different, different, there's such full range of trauma and, um, and just knowing that like, like all the beautiful women at Aruma and all the practitioners at Aruma, like, oh my gosh, there's such a range. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say just feet. Did I say female? If I did there, we do have Gary. I shouldn't That's leave right. Gary. You have a male counselor there. Of course. Um, God love Gary. I just love mm-hmm. him. Um, and yeah, so it's like just knowing who to refer out to if that comes up as well. But I mean, I think that goes in, in when you, when you, I don't just like, I like to meet my clients. I like to see like, Hey, what is it? You know, we have contracts, we have, I give them a questionnaire to fill out like, and really being like, okay, this is what I can work with. This is what I cannot. And, and just knowing that I have, um, people in my, in my repertoire to send, send out to professionals and practitioners to send out to if if need be. Yeah, I bet. Do you find that you have to reinforce that sometimes with clients? Because I suspect you're such an easy person to engage with that people might say, oh, it's okay. I want to do that work with you. Right. Mm -hmm. Is is it hard sometimes to hold that boundary for, for people? Um, I don't, I haven't come across it yet. I, I, I feel like, um, yeah, I'm very comfortable with going through certain things and then, yeah, it hasn't come up yet, but again, I know it will. Um, and I think it's just, this is going to say, I always say I'm 50% facts and 50% woo woo. So this might, this might be <laughs> That's okay. that works for I us. Love that. <laughs> la, la. And I shouldn't say woo, I, I say la la a lot. So I'm going to go to la la, but I feel like I always say team God, G-A-W-D. This is again, going to go way out there for people, but like that's like encompasses all the gods, all the angels, all the wisdom and the divine and source. So like that puts it all on one. And so we don't leave anybody out. So whatever you believe in, but I always see, I call them my team God. Whoever wants to step forward and work with me, I'm here, send me the messages. They only send me what I am able to do. Mm-hmm. They are only me what I call into the again women because that's what it is right now they're the like they send me what I'm able to do and they're they send me who I'm able to work with mm-hmm. and um that might be too la la for people but that's just who I am and mm-hmm. I call in and co-create with source to call in those soulmate clients and those clients that I can help and I ask you know send me clients that I have the power to work with and and that so it's challenging and it's expansive um but it's not some it's not something that I, or someone that I am not able to to serve mm-hmm. and that's my long story long about that I love it I love it but but I think there's a lot of value in that and as you do that you increase your own capacity to to respond to what's what's coming in right and whether that's more training I love that they're doing a trauma there's a trauma-informed coaching course that's really cool because that's really big um but also yeah you just with every person you meet you you increase your capacity so that's really cool important for sure Mm -hmm. um people are listening thinking huh 
Sounds interesting. What do I, how do I find out more, Bobby? What's, where are you doing this work? How are you doing this work? Tell people that. So most of my clients right now are online um, because we're an online world, but I do have um, a sacred space at Aruma as well in Perth. Um, to see people in in person. I am seeing um, certain people in my home as well. I'm home all day <laughs> and uh, working online. And I do have a really beautiful office. This is my office in here. And um, I've set it up to, um, it would just be me and the clients here, nobody else. So I have seen people out of my home. So Zoom, my home or space um, in Aruma. And I've also met through the summer, which has been so cool. Um, I've met people in parks. Mm. Like I've like, cause there's people who are far and then they don't want to drive to Perth or they don't want to, I'm out near Lanark, um, closer to kind of Almont area. But like we've met, I've had a client from Armpire and we've met in Almont and we met at the park and we set up like a little space. And as long as they feel comfortable and it's really quiet and, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Guys? Like confidential, <laughs> private? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, wait, that was my, that's COVID brain right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hear you. But it's real. COVID brain is real. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, confidential and they feel safe to, and supported to set up there than we do. And I've done it twice and it's real. There's something about nature and sitting out in nature on a blanket, on bolsters, incense going, and just literally grounding down in the ground with um, mother earth and the butterflies and it was just magical and and so beautiful and yeah so that's where you can meet me online um, you can meet me at Aruma in person my home in person or we can meet in the middle oh people are gonna call and say I want to be outside it sounds so beautiful <laughs> that sounds real and fall is beautiful too yeah I can imagine that shift to being outside it's just the way you've said it but what I feel in my body as you're saying that wow mm. that's powerful for sure um, so lots of lots of cool ways to, to access you and we'll link all of your stuff so people know how to get in touch with you actually how about I, um, how do people find you maybe tell us that and then we're gonna ask you our wellness question how, how can people actually find you where do they see you Bobby. So I do and post a lot of um, resources. I love to write. So um, you're an excellent writer. I love your offerings. You're just yeah. Yeah, it's one of my ways that I express the best, um, obviously verbally, <laughs> yeah, as you can tell from this podcast, and through writing. Um, so socials are just my name, Bobby McDougall is on Instagram. Um, Bobby McDougall Mindfulness and Self Discovery is on uh, Facebook. It's a, it's a private group um, in there and you can just add yourself. Um, and then I'm working right now with um, Meg from August Studio to uh, do branding and that kind of thing and have a website. I'm gonna have my first website. I'm pretty joyful. Oh, great, very exciting. So she's doing that and, and we're like coming, she's making logos and she's just so fantastic. So they'll actually have bobbymcdougall.com. Uh, so that'll be coming up in the winter and yeah so it's pretty basic like just search my name yeah you bet, you bet awesome lots of ways to find you for sure um bobby can you tell us what wellness means to you i really sat with this question to be honest like i know i didn't know what any anything was going to be asked um just to be open about that but this one is like i've sat with it for a couple of days and and really wellness to me personally is contentment and ease and and seeking that out in everything that I do 
And if it doesn't bring that for me, then it's a no. Like wellness is, is, you know, wellness is boundaries. Wellness is your daily rituals and routines. Wellness is that safe space within yourself. It's, and you can only define that. Like, so wellness for me is those two big words this year are ease and contentment. And if it doesn't serve me in, in my work and it doesn't serve me in my social aspect of life, if it doesn't serve me in my movement practice, um, then it's a no for me and it's not wellness. So yeah, I think that's like the easiest answer. Mm -hmm. I really love both of those words. Mm -hmm. I just think about them. I don't know about you guys, but it's like, like, I just feel a huge exhale. Like I'm like, where is the ease? Where is the contentment? Like every time when I feel that like squeeze, and that like resistance, it's like, what is going on here? Like if I feel shoulders up to my ears or if I feel my jaw clench in the grocery store or like whatever it is, it's like, where is the ease? Where can I find ease right now? Where can I find the contentment? And if it doesn't exist, I need to create it depending on the circumstance because it's within myself and, or I need to remove myself from the situation. I need to recheck in with my boundaries, whatever it is. So yeah, I think that's like a really good wellness check for yourself is like finding words that make you, um, or, or feelings that make you exhale and constantly seeking out what those are. And maybe they change daily for you. But for me over the last year, it's been, it's been those two. And I, I think even in the face of like challenge or adversity, you can still feel those things, right. And know that it's still the right way forward or know that it's still the right thing for you. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. There can be ease in in discomfort. Yeah. 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 And as you said, the word ease, and as I said it to myself, I just, the way I say it, my shoulders just drop, you know, that word actually such a gift today. Thank you. I need that at the end of a long week. It's just to drop the shoulders. That's talk about full circle, getting into the body, right? With just a word. I love that. That's powerful, Bobby. Oh, I'm sure that your clients have amazing things to say about you and are I'm sure you have some really happy customers. I, and I just like my clients, the, what I've learned over the past year about myself and what, like, just like, and when I say those soulmate clients, like they have found me and, and the way that I've been able to expand and learn through them and be challenged by them. It, it's just unbelievable. So if they're listening, um, I hope that they do. I'm just so beyond, like, I can't even express the amount of gratitude for them and, and trusting me and, and holding that space for them. It's just, it's, I do not take it for granted and I'm so beyond grateful for them. Mm. Shout out to those women. Absolutely. I hope they're listening for mm-hmm. sure. Bobby, it's been such a pleasure having this conversation with you and um, lots of good reminders for me. Lots of good reminders as we head into the winter and um, a time when sometimes we kind of isolate a bit. So I, uh, yeah, that's just lots of important things I'm taking away from the conversation. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. It's, this is my first podcast. Ah, how exciting. And to launch our season, though, just what a better way than to remind themselves, remind people listening to plug into themselves, you know? Absolutely. Thank you guys.
this. You guys are having really important conversations with really important local people. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. I love to check in and hear what everybody's doing. And, and we have a lot of really talented people and a lot of supports in this area. And yeah, it's really cool that you guys are doing this podcast. Oh, thanks. And now you're a part of it. So we're very happy. We will, um, we're going to be in touch with you again. So this conversation will continue some at some point, but thank you for today. Thank you. Take care. Bend the podcast is a production of Bend Wellness. For more information, check out our website, bendwellness.org. Thanks for listening.